What is most important to you as an individual, for your family, and for your country? Have you considered the things that will absolutely make your blood boil? Do you look at current trends and say, what the fuck? Are there things you know for a fact you will stand toe-to-toe with anybody and you will die for you believe in something that strongly? Have you prioritized these values? And then have you looked at the current state of politics and seen with the upcoming election in November, which party, not person, most aligns with those values and the direction you see for our country? This show is for the few, not the many, for those looking for a tribe of fellow warriors who embody strength, honor, and respect, who believe in faith, family, and freedom, who see the threat ahead and refuse to sit idle any longer. This show is a giant middle finger to the elite, the entitled, the victim, and the woke. This is the Becoming a Dangerous Man podcast, and I'm your host, Phil Anderton, a 20-year military veteran, husband, father, and a man on his own path to becoming dangerous. Why are we talking about values today? Well, for starters, let's get this out of the way. In politics, what people run on, what people campaign on, what people promise us during election cycles, it goes with the wind, right? And and I will just sum this initial part up with, in 2008, Barack Obama stated that we needed a secure border. Chuck Schumer followed suit. Many Democratic politicians believed in a secure border. Fast forward to 2022 and the last, I don't know, three, four, five years, however long, maybe we weren't paying that close attention. Certainly when Trump went to build a wall, um, they maybe because Trump did it, they, they flipped. Maybe they flipped prior to this. But my point is their values change with the wind. Okay, so we are going to discuss our values, what we value, what we prioritize, what we believe in. And then we're going to look at the current trends and the current values of the two political party system. It is what it is, right? We're we're not here today to fix the system. We are here to understand there is a long list. It is well documented that one party is going this way and one party is going that way. And we need to discuss how important it is for us to focus on values. And again, go back 15 episodes, we continue to talk about engaging those on the left, those in the middle, not shying away from discussion, right? If you if you didn't see, I, I just saw a post that Glenn Youngkin, the Republican governor of Virginia, held his own extremely well on CNN. Kudos to that man for not looking at CNN and saying it would be a waste of time, right? What a prime example. If you haven't got to see it, he handled the questions extremely well, um, absolutely Uh, look like a professional, right? And that's what we should be doing, right? That's what we, right? When we talk about being on the path and becoming dangerous, men, dangerous is a, you are putting yourself out there. Absolutely. This is not for the shy, the bashful. This is not to become a dangerous man in your mom's basement. Like we're, we're not looking for that guy. We're looking for the guy. We're looking for the man that is a front runner, a leader of his family, a leader amongst men, a leader on a team, a leader at work, We're looking for men looking to become leaders, looking to step up and have bigger roles to have a bigger impact, right? Well, to do that, you have to know what you believe in. So 
there's some core values we can certainly discuss, right? And, and me personally, and, I, and I'd like to think the majority of the listeners, faith, family, freedom. That doesn't, be, that doesn't mean a specific kind of faith, right? You guys know I'm very open with you. I don't go to church. I don't practice a, a specific religion, uh, but I do believe in God, and I do believe that I am better when I pray and when I talk to him. Um, and I'm certainly better when I surround myself with more people who are similar or more Christian who I can have discussions with, who I can have deeper uh, discussions with. I'm a better man when I'm around those peoples, right? So I'm very open about that. So some sort of faith, right? Certainly my family, family 100%, everybody that knows me now, right? I wasn't always this way, right? Certainly in my 20s, there there were some ups and downs. And though I loved, I've, I've always loved my children, um, Everybody knows that family is not just loving your children. Family is a partnership. It is it is a business. Running a family is like running a business, right? There are sacrifices. Um, there is certainly no room for selfishness. And, and certainly in my 20s, I will tell you that that was hard for me, right? That was hard to sacrifice. I, you know, I was sacrificing for my country. And there, there was some entitlement issues in my 20s and thinking I deserved more or and we can get into that in another show, right? Lack of communication, terrible amount of assumptions made on both parts, poor communication, high emotions, right? Just a lot of stupidity, uh, mostly on my part, and, and, a, and a patient woman who, who put up with that for quite some time until I figured out in the relationship and in my family, um, simply by speaking up and, and explaining my positions, explaining the whys uh, I felt the way I felt. Certainly stoicism and other things played into that, right? But that's a long drawn out family, okay? And then freedom, right? So those are kind of my three uh, big core values, right? Faith, family, freedom. Freedom being freedom to choose, freedom to have choice, being able to make decisions for myself and my family, not being coerced, not being forced, not being mandated, restricted, uh, confined, uh, due to things outside of my control or necessarily what I believe in. Okay, so what I have here, what we're going to talk about, so that was a little long roundabout uh, for me, um, but what I have here, and if you get the Substack, uh, dangerousman.substack.com on the newsletter, if you follow me on LinkedIn, I posted a, a, a quite a lengthy uh, breakdown of values, and I want to go over some of those with you, okay? These are some hot topics right now, right? These are coming up in the election. And and I'm not going to give you the answer, but you listen. You, I know which way you're leaning for the most part. But again, guys, this ain't about you. I got to reiterate the, the 50 to 100 of you that are going to listen to this this week and then hopefully spread the word. And hopefully, you know, I have seen an uptick in Substack subscriptions. So uh, whether it's LinkedIn or you guys are starting to share, share more, um, I do appreciate that. We're going to go through this. These are conversations we got to have, right? So you can't just say, okay, yeah, I check all the boxes on this way. I'm voting this. You got you to gotta explain this to the other side, right? You got to explain this to these people who are, who the 81 million who ruined our country, okay? First on the list, right? Abortion. Uh, that does not register high with me. I'm not voting, uh, but you need to understand some people do, right? Some individuals right now, probably the younger uh, female or whatever they call themselves, 
right? There is a subset of people who that is like their number one value, right? That is what they will ride or die. They'll, they'll, they'll protest and anti-protest and march and scream and yell and right. That's their number one. That's pretty low on my list as a 38 year old family man with three kids, right? That's, it's just lower on my list. You guys know how I feel about that. All right. The police, man, this is high on my list. Probably not my top three, but certainly anybody saying they want to defund the police, I'm not voting for them, right? That's just asinine, not happening, right? So obviously support for the police. All right, here's my big two, right? These these next two are big for me, right? Gun control or gun rights, right? There's one side of the aisle saying, hey, we need to take guns and you shouldn't have guns and you shouldn't have this. And there's another side saying uh, you have the right to bear arms. The Second Amendment is a guaranteed uh, and, and we, the government cannot take that away and we cannot infringe on that. And then, and then the next one is border, right? There's one side not paying any attention, right? One administration was building a wall. Another administration is letting millions of people into our country, millions of people into our country. Okay. The, and with border control, there's also illegal immigrants, and legal immigration. So one side is not saying we can't have immigrants. They're simply saying it needs to be controlled. It needs to be right risk mitigation, right? We need to let in value added people. We need to let in so many people that we can handle and process and prepare for. We, we need to limit access to our country. Um, and I hope the other side immediately starts fix, finishing the wall. Um, because if you control access points, you then you can ideally control the amount of people, the type of people who's coming in. You can you can get resources that can actually try to help to stop to prevent the spread of the fentanyl drugs and the sex trafficking and all the stuff that the scary stuff that our side's going to drum up for our support. But funny, none of that seemed to matter until 50 people showed up to Martha's Vineyard. And then it was like, oh, my God, we're up in arms. We need to pay attention. What's going on? Yada, yada, yada. All right, here's a big one for people, right? If you look at polls right now, uh, taxes, regulations, and inflation. Inflation's huge right now, right? Uh, I uh, Under Trump, I don't remember inflation being a thing. I remember a booming economy, and then COVID killed it. And, we, and we're not going to get into that. But we're dealing with a massive inflation and... If you follow any kind of economics, uh, if you follow stuff, right, this is not a money show. I don't claim to know money. My wife handles our money for good reason. I just know how to spend it. But doom and gloom, man, you want to talk economics, that's a whole nother doom and gloom episode. Uh, what else we got on here? Voter ID, right? One side is saying, hey, anybody can vote. Another side is saying, that's stupid. We need voter ID. Uh, one side of the aisle says working class. The other side's a welfare state, right? The other side is, you know, Look at the blue, you see homelessness, you see crime, you see poverty. You look at the red, you generally see working class, family, conservative, right? It's just, it is what it is, right? Uh, one side of the aisle is saying make the government bigger, i.e. 87,000 new IRS agents. Um, but if you listen to this show, you're probably a veteran or, or you know a lot of people that serve on active duty. I will tell you as somebody who just retired and a lot of my mentors are retiring and we, we all talk and we all kind of share best practices and lessons learned. Uh, I will tell you, once you retire from the military, do not expect to get a paycheck or any of your benefits for two to three months. That's what everybody's being told. And uh, my, my, my good friend and mentor, he retired August 1st. He just in October uh, got his first paycheck, but then they said, you owe us $9,000 because 
they gave him an extra active duty check that he tried to give back. And now he just got his benefits, but they're trying to sort out what what does he do with the extra? It's a nightmare, right? I'm being told I, I've been calling DFAS. Uh, I retired in October. I'm being told December, January, I'll see my benefits. Thank God my wife works. Thank God, you know, we uh, financially prepared. We didn't, I didn't go out and buy a retirement truck and, and reward myself with a grossly overpriced vehicle. Um, I'm still driving the same soccer dad car that I've had for the last couple of years. I'll get off that, right? Uh, small government, big government, less control, more control, right? One side screams mandates. The other side says, all right, within reason, I don't know about this one, term limits. I've never heard anybody on the right say term limits. I wish they would. I wish people would start running on the realization that, you know, my, my brother-in-law and I made a joke. We, we, we see eye to eye on a lot of stuff, but we don't see eye to eye on everything. And we, we make some jokes back and forth. And But, you know, one thing we agree on is how, how, how do we have so many geriatrics who should be in retire homes in these such powerful positions? Like, I'm sorry to say, like, 80-year-old people should not be in charge of our country. One thing, even though I Ob I was not a fan of anything Obama did, he still looked the part. Like, leadership is 80-year-old people should not be in charge. 80-year-old people should be in homes, retirement homes, on their on or, or spending time with family. This is ridiculous. Like, can we get some people out of off? And this goes for both sides of the aisle. I am not a fan of 80-year-old geriatrics with dentures representing our country on a world stage where other countries, notice, other countries don't have 80-year-old people <laughs> running the show. They just don't. Like Americans need to realize we are not in this by ourselves. We have enemies. Not everybody likes us. Most people don't like us. They want to be us. They play nice with us until they see weakness enough to they can usurp, they can take over. <laughs> And to be sending 80-year-old people across the world to represent America, frankly, it's an embarrassment. I don't care what side of the aisle you're on. All right, one side of the aisle promotes free market capitalism, which is your right to spend your money where you want. The other side wants to control the means of production through heavy, heavy regulation, through government takeover, through government control, and it's called socialism. And if you read your history, the only thing socialism has ever done is created death, poverty and just terrible conditions and these naive ass dumb ass leadership americans spouting we need we're gonna do it better no they're not history repeats itself for a reason it will not be done better all right if if it's done better it's going to be called uh it's not gonna be called socialism it'll be called a democracy and a republic and it'll be what we have now and it is not perfect but certainly the answer is not to bring back a system that has responsible for killing millions upon millions upon millions, hundreds of millions of people, right? Nazis were socialists. Okay, let's just throw that out there. They weren't conservative. They weren't on the right. They were socialist. That was the Nazi party, okay? Uh, going down the list here, conservatism, liberalism, right? Now, liberalism kind of gets a bad rap. Liberalism is not a bad thing. I think if, if you guys know, I, I, I follow Bill Maher. I'm a fan of his. I think he's come around a lot the last few years to realize and start calling out the ridiculousness. Um, I, the problem is leftism, right? Leftism is insanity. I think there's still some good liberals out there. Liberals typically believe in free speech, right? They, they believe in some of the freedom uh, and the rights uh, guaranteed by the Constitution. Uh, they see it differently, certainly. They, they are more progressive, uh, but they're not crazy. 
Um, but the left is generally more liberal, uh, more progressive. And conservatism is more tradition, right? Slow to change, slow to improve. And a lot of people argue, oh, with AI, with technology, with all this, we need to be moving, moving, moving. Well, that's not always the good thing. Uh, one would argue, uh, I, I make the case we got rid of the bully and now everybody has mental health issues. Everybody's crazy. Everybody's a victim. Everybody's upset. Everybody's sad all the time and screaming all the time. And by everybody, I mean the people that have a platform on social media and blue check marks, right? So conservative is a little more just, hey, slow, traditional. We don't need drastic changes every every one to two years. Uh, and we certainly don't need to blow it up. And last but not least, there's a few more on here, but I'll just, I'll kind of, I'll kind of end here with, you know, free speech, free speech, free speech. Uh, that is the first amendment for a reason. And the second amendment right behind that, the right to bear arms, right? The right to defend yourself. And I can't leave this one off. Law and order, riots and violence. Red states, law and order, blue states, riot and violence. You guys totally know I, I do not claim to be non-biased or anything. I am very biased. I am very much 99% uh, I am on the right of these values. I am on the right of the list I just read you. And again, dangerousman.substack.com. Uh, sign up. You can see this list. You can also follow me on LinkedIn. Okay. So those are values, guys. Those are, um, you need to go down that list and you need to see where you lean on the majority of these. You can, Right? I get it. Not everything's going to be as big of a priority as you. Uh, military's on here, right? Strong military, weak military. I, I'd argue there's a... I'm a little torn there on the military one because I'm not a fan of, you know, all the billions of dollars of taxpayer money is going to Ukraine right now. I think there's some shady shit going on. I think Trump basically bankrupted a lot of the military industrial complex in his four years because we didn't have war. We had peace deals. We had peace accords, Abraham Accords. And now suddenly we're catching up and we're fattening all their pockets again because they were a little lean for four years. And now, conveniently, two years under a Democratic administration, we're spending a gazillion dollars outside of our country, right? Somehow that's got to be funneled back. Somehow that's got to be funneled back to them. That's the only way that makes sense. But all right, I didn't mean to, and hopefully I didn't rant too much there, but you guys get where I'm going with this. Values, 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 and it's not just faith, family, freedom, right? How do those core values relate to when you're talking about politics? And you need to prioritize. Uh, like I said, when I went down this list, I think my biggest priorities would be securing the border, my right to bear arms, um, less government. What I'm paying attention to is what political party is saying they want to defund the police versus, versus pro, pro cop, blue line, all that good stuff, right? Who wants to secure the border? Right. Who wants to handle this immigration issue and who who wants to lock criminals up and throw away the key? Right. And who wants to oh, get rid of cash bail and all this nightmare shit going on in blue cities? So those are my priorities. What are yours? But with that said, guys, why are we talking about this? The election's coming up. And why why am I so adamant about focusing on your values and what's important to you? Because how did I start the show? Right. Obama wanted secure borders. 14 years ago, Obama wanted a lot of things that Democrats don't want anymore, right? Their values change. So you got to pay attention. Who are you voting for now today? And what are their values? Okay. What I'm getting at is you're not voting for a person. I, that's how it should be, right? Everybody, everybody that's going to argue with you. Well, everybody's different. Not everybody. No, no, just drop the mic. It is about political affiliation. It is party affiliation. We have a two party system. Money comes in. It's already been proven. Money comes in from so many damn places.
to funnel to the, the manipulation, the game they play at a Democratic and Republican level. They look at close races and then they funnel money in to win those close races. They don't care about the local people. They don't care about the state. It is getting more R&D to the swamp so they can play the game. OK, this is not about a person. All right. I cannot stress enough. Trump, Trump, Trump is not the answer and he's not the curse. Right. A lot of people, they need to you when you're winning the conversation, when you're educating people, when you're challenging people, you got to get them to stop saying Trump. You need to say what's important to you right now. What's important to you, your family and your country what direction do you want the country to go? Do you like the direction it's in now? Stop talking about Trump. The Republican Party in general agrees with boom, 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 boom. The Democratic Party has shown for the last two years, and they're, they're screaming even more radicalism, more socialism, more green this and eat bugs and all kinds of weird shit. This is the direction they're going. What direction do you want to go? Okay, well, this is the party we need to vote for. It just is what it is. You got you got to get off Trump. This is not Trump's party. This is the party that more than likely is going to head us in this direction. And this party has already shown us they're heading us in this direction. This is not a popularity contest. Okay, don't make it about Trump. Don't make it about DeSantis. Don't make it about Biden. In general, the Republican Party can send an overwhelming F you to the country of Democratic elitist socialist right? We can send an FU by sending as many Democrats home as possible. The Republican Party is known to support right-leaning ideologies of conservatism, social conservatism, and economic libertarianism. Thus, Republicans broadly advocate for traditional values, a low degree of government interference, and large support of the private sector, small business, entrepreneur. One main standpoint of the Republican Party platform is a strong focus on the family and individual freedom. Generally, the Republican Party tends to promote states and local rights. That means they often wish for federal regulations to play a lesser role in policymaking. The GOP has a, has a pro-business-oriented platform. Okay, nowhere in there did I mention Trump or tweets or Twitter or Orange Man Bad, okay? The Democratic Party generally represents left-leaning, liberal, and progressive ideological values, thus advocating for a strong government to regulate business and support for the United States for the citizens of the U.S. Thus, one of the key values emphasized by Democrats is social responsibility. Overall, Democrats believe that a prominent and powerful government can ensure welfare and equality for all, i.e. mandates, shut up, do as you're told, um, you don't have a choice, right? Furthermore, Democrats to some degree support government-funded health care, and the party thereby aims to ensure that health and social services are acceptable for all. Additionally, the Democratic Party generally supports women's legal rights to free abortion, as well as LGBT, ABCD, people's rights to equal treatment under the law, i.e., if you have a penis and you want to go in a women's bathroom, you're the only one that matters. Never mind, none of those females want to see your penis, right? They don't matter anymore. Just, again, big government mandate, push down, got it. All right, you guys kind of see where this is going. Hopefully, I did a hopefully I did a service. Um, why are we Why are we talking about values? Why are we going to continue to talk about the election as we continue to push our team and our tribe to get out and vote? Right, have the conversation. What their top What's their top priority? Is it law and order and securing the border? Uh, do they want energy independence from the Middle East? Do they want to secure their right to bear arms? Right. I will end it here. Right with a with 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 this meme. Right, kind of divides the left and the right, but. 
it, it, talking points, right? You got to get your talking points. You got to have the conversations. You have to engage. Do not assume everybody votes. I cannot tell you how many people I met when I voted for the first time, right? For the first time when I voted for Trump in 16 and 20, I can't tell you how many people didn't vote. And furthermore, I didn't even vote for local. I didn't until I found a dangerous man in December of 2021, I don't think I ever paid attention to a local election. I, I didn't ever pay attention to a school board. Literally, when all the woke BLM and Tifa crazy insanity started, it just got me into books. It got me into podcasts. It got me into tough conversations. And I realized I have a voice. I, I, I think I'm smart enough to keep up with most of these people. I want to use it. I want to empower people. I want to educate people. I want to have conversations with people to understand why do so many smart people not vote? Why do so many people not get involved and understand we the people, right? By the people, for the people, of the people. Well, the people need to do their job. The people need to make educated votes. The people need to do their damn civic duty and get involved and stop being lazy and stop being entitled and stop thinking that everything's just going to be all right. It's not going to be all right. Get involved. Get off your ass. Go volunteer to be a poll watcher. Go volunteer to work a toll of a voting booth. Get off your ass, people. That's what this podcast was for me. It was literally, they have awakened a giant, right? BLM, Antifa, uh, Colin Kaepernick ruining football for me. All the woke-ass media, all the weak-ass weak men just giving up and giving up and just showing pathetic examples of being a male species and not being men and then the attack on men. And all you did was create more and more people like me, and the people like me need to start stepping up to the plate. More and more of us need to get involved, get in the fight for our country, for our families, for our freedoms. And yes, whether you like it or not, it starts with the election in November. It starts with the midterms, and it starts with a giant middle finger to all the bullshit going on right now. Get rid of every Democrat we can, elect in as many Republicans as we can. Hopefully, we send a message to the rhinos too, re Republican in name only. Uh, you're on notice as well. Uh, we're coming for you. If you do not fix our country, if you do not secure our border, if you do not support police, if you do not restore law and order to these countries so women and children and elderly can feel safe in the streets, they can feel safe in the streets that they pay taxes for, right? If you don't stop mandating and forcing and playing all your fuck fuck games behind closed doors, you're on notice too. Bring, get back our country and it takes we the people to stop being lazy and get off our ass. All right, guys, I did not mean to end that way, but I can't tell you how much it fires me up to think how many blessed, blessed people don't realize how simple a vote is, how simple maybe a few volunteer hours or a few tough conversations with people can go a long way to saving our country. With that, as always, Phil at Becoming a Dangerous Man. Uh, that's my email. I will. I would love to hear your feedback. Love to hear what I could do better. I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, DM me if you're on LinkedIn. I'm. I'm looking at starting a Signal uh, group as well. I got some other things in the works. I need to get to work on. As always, thank you guys for your time and have a good rest of your week. I'm out.